Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well, and you? Good. So, guys, this, this, this is my very first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, finally. Yes. Yeah, this is a very busy, busy woman here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel very tech challenged because I've never done this before. Wow. Wow, you're so country. <laughs> That's what everyone says when they hear me. Like I was I was more going for Barbie, California. Well, you know I'm from the deep south, you know that, right? I didn't know that. Yes. Everyone is shocked when they hear my voice. They don't expect it. <laughs> I'm just thinking California. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> so how south we talking about? Like do what now? Like how south are we talking about? Deep south. Oh yeah, well I was I was born on the Gulf Coast. Oh wow! In, in Bama, yeah. So and I've I've been there my whole. Well, I've actually moved since then, but that's where I was born and, and raised most of my life. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so well, yeah, just about as just about as far south as you can get. Wow. <laughs> and then that unless is... you want to run into the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ah. Well, this is the independent POV. I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Um, let's start out. Um, uh, you're from Alabama, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so, what are you, are you left? Are you right? Are you libertarian? You're liberal? Well, as I always say, I'm a conservative, but I'm not a Republican. Okay. I usually end up voting for Republicans because the other side is completely insane. But I'm not I'm not a party type of person. I just I'm for conservative principles and conservative values. Okay. Right. Um how many kids we got? I have two. Two? Yes. So and how many times you been married? I've been married twice. Twice. Wow. (laughs) How about you? I've never been married. I don't even know about that married people life. Well, you know, know my when I met my, my husband now, we have a daughter together. And whenever I met him, he was 54, never married, no kids. And so I managed to lasso him. So there's hope for you still. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And one thing about your marriage on social media, like, you really love your husband. Like, yes, I, think I that's, do. Like, I, I think that's, like, the most attractive part about you, Betty. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do. He's he's great to me. I mean, he's always been great to me. Treated me better than anyone else, you know. And, yeah, I mean, I've been with him for 12 years now. And, you know, we've been, I mean, we've been in love ever since, ever since which is, you know, kind of hard to believe. But, yeah, it happens. Wow. Like, and then one thing I also know is, um, you keep each other attractive to each other. Like you work out, you got yes. none, you got none of those baby weights. Like, yeah, it's uh, very important. You know, you yeah. have you you want to stay attractive for your spouse. You know, and and he's he's a workout fanatic, probably more so than me. So yeah, it's very important. You want to stay fit. You want to stay healthy. You want your spouse to be attracted to you because that's what's going to keep that spark and keep that fire. You know, I see so many people. You know, sadly they let themselves go. And that's the, that's the quickest way, you know, you know, sometimes people, if you lose that type of that fire and that attraction, you know, it's, 
you know, it's, it's kind of the quickest way to lose a relationship and not to sound superficial. I mean, I'm not saying that's all that matters, but yeah, if you want to keep that spark, it's very important to me. Okay. Um, how many times you've been, um, canceled on Twitter? How many times have I been what? You've been canceled on Twitter. Oh, canceled? Well, um, this is my third account now. Are you talking about by Jack or by other people? Like, just by Twitter, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, this is my third account. I'm hoping to keep this one this time. But yeah, I got nuked, um, gosh, it was about maybe not quite a year ago. I got nuked and I lost 22,000 followers. And it sucks starting over. But, I mean, I'm starting to build back pretty quick now. I've had several viral tweets just this past week but that uh, past two weeks but that always makes me nervous because the last time when I got nuked it was because I had two viral tweets (laughs) every time (laughs) I have a viral tweet I get nervous you know because you know you're gonna you get a lot more attention you get a lot more reports on your account I mean people will just start reporting you for no reason and if, if Twitter starts seeing a lot of reports on your account they may just say hey well this person's a problem and take you out you know it happens okay so let me ask this. Um, 2016 happens. Donald Trump said, Hey, I'm running for president against Hillary. What's your point of view? Hello? Hello? Hey, I think the microphone went out, but I just got back on. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Um, my question was: um, twenty sixteen happened. Um, Donald Trump uh, says he's going to run for president because Hillary. What was your point of view? Um, you know, he was my favorite candidate from out the gate, which you know is maybe kind of surprising to hear, but. I was just so sick of these same old, same old politicians, you know, it was the same old crap that they tell us every four years. And here comes this man, this businessman. I mean, everybody knows Donald Trump. Who the hell doesn't know Donald Trump? And it's just like, you know, I felt like this is what America needs, a businessman, because we have so much, not only just wasteful spending, but, you know, we, our country makes so many stupid decisions, sending money to overseas. And here comes this man talking about, you know, ending all that and cutting all that stuff out, which he never got our spending under control. And I'm, I'm disappointed in that, but you know, I just, everything that, you know, he was talking about at that time was like, Whoa, you know, this is, this is stuff that we've never been told before. And he starts talking about all these bad trade deals. And I was like, wow, you know, I just, I mean, he had me hooked from jump, you know? Okay. Um, now, going like after he wins, um, what's been your point of view when ever since you started all the way up to now? Well, you know, I was I was very pleased with Trump pretty much up until the last year. Unfortunately, because of COVID, I felt like he made a lot of mistakes. He put people in charge, you know, Fauci, different people that really were against him. Really, now that we've now that we've seen how they are today, it's like, wow, that person really, you know, they never liked him. They shouldn't have been in that position. They were working against him. But I think he made I think his biggest mistakes were trusting people he shouldn't have trusted because we've come to find out so many people were absolute snakes. But at the time, it's like, hey, hindsight's 2020. You know, it's it's easy to say that now and look back and say, hey, he shouldn't have done that. But at the right. time, 
we didn't know that we shouldn't trust this Fauci guy. I mean, I had a bad feeling about him from jump, but you know, I think, I think that was his biggest mistake in general is because he, he really had people that should have uh, never been in those positions, people that were swamped. And I guess I think that was his biggest downfall was, was trusting people he shouldn't have trusted, but he made a lot of costly errors. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, the first three years, I mean, I was very happy. I was very pleased. Everything was going great. People had more money in their pockets. You know, the economy was booming. I mean, geez, I mean, it was like we took off like a rocket ship. He cut regulations. You know, he he did the tax cuts and it was like, wow, you know, we're really taking off. But COVID just came in and just I feel like it just crushed us, you know, and it and right. unfortunately it it cost him the election, in my opinion. OK. Um, also, um, like with the whole relationship, because you've been married, like how long you've been? Married. We've been married for seven years. Okay. But I've been been with him for twelve. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, whenever we first met, um, he was living in, in uh Florida and I had you know, I was still living where I was living and so we um we were kind of doing we weren't really that far apart. It was only like maybe an hour drive, hour and a half drive, so it wasn't that far. But we were kind of doing, you know, I g I don't know if you'd really call it a long distance relationship, but bottom line is we weren't living in the same city. Right. So, but then uh, eventually, you know, I I moved to where he was, and so it, it's kind of rest is history. Wow. So, what's going on with these like the logic of relationships? Like, every, like women just hate men, like for some reason. I well, mean, you know, it's this, it's not... the the, the <laughs> feminist, you know, the feminist movement was hijacked by radicals, like like a lot of good movements. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, the feminists of the 20s and the 30s i mean those ladies are my heroes because they worked for equality for to give us the right to vote um so that we so women could actually leave the house and go to work and um you know those women to me are the real feminists but over time that movement has been hijacked by people and you're right they they hate men like it's the it's the i don't need no man crowd you know and i'm not down with any of that so i don't call myself a feminist because that's that ain't me Okay, okay. I mean, because, like, they're saying, like, uh, women empowerment, and then you seeing how that so-called women empowerment is. Like, yeah, hey, it's cool to have sex whole bunch of guys without no accountability. Yeah. Uh, tax these guys, and that, like, we out here hurting, baby. <laughs> well, you know, there's been, a, there's been a war on men for a while now i don't really know exactly it's hard to pinpoint when that started but uh i mean i've i've noticed it i mean at least the last eight years i've noticed that there's been a this war on men you know and it's yeah it's really uh yeah it's just kind of surprising to see and it's i mean i definitely don't agree with it right i mean we need men in our lives you know there's a lot of you know the thing is they also have this myth like a woman can do anything a man can do no that's just patently false yeah, you know, and there's a lot of things that that women can do that men can't do. You know, we both have our own strengths and weaknesses, but we're you know we're supposed to work together as a team, not necessarily competitors. You know, because we both right. bring things to the table. You know, but um, but yeah, it's the I don't need no man crowd. It's the women can do anything a man can do, which is false. You know, when it comes to raw manpower, you know, a man will outwork us all day long. I mean, that's just a fact. 
you know, and there's, and there's certain other things, you know, they say women are, are better at multitasking, whereas men are better at something called pigeonholing, you know, and so it's not just necessarily, you know, muscle power, but there are certain things that, you know, definitely we differ on, but uh, I don't know why that, and that's so easy to prove, you know, so I don't, I don't understand why they want to run with something like that. Right. And, um, this uh me too and uh the me too movie was was crazy interesting <laughs> yeah. well you know as soon as as soon as they started charging uh as soon as they started accusing democrats you know me too kind of fell apart they were all me too gung ho when it was against a conservative but then oh, once oh. they started coming out um i mean not long after the harvey weinstein stuff me me too started unraveling Right. And that's why Rose McGowan ended up leaving the movement and started calling these Democrats out. You know, she she was a big time liberal. She's not so much anymore. And she was on Twitter calling out the hypocrisy, slamming all these liberals. It's like, you know, like and whenever uh, the woman Tara Reid accused uh, Joe Biden, no one right. wanted to listen. And Rose McGowan was just like giving it to him on Twitter. Like, you know, how why are you guys being so hypocritical? You know, it's like believe all women. But then when it's against a Democrat, oh, no, you know, they're lying. Right. Which, I mean, the whole believe all women <laughs> thing is just crazy. First of all, we have something called due process in this country, and that belongs yeah. to everyone. Yeah. And you don't just you don't just believe someone. You look at the facts. You weigh the evidence. Yeah. You know? I mean, sure, you're allowed to have an opinion on what you think. They may or may not be guilty. But to just come out and, and say, you know, that this person is, is 100 percent telling the truth when you don't know that. I'm not down with that. Right. I'm like, because me, I'm like, I don't believe men or women. I just believe in facts and evidence. Exactly. You know? well, that's the way that it should be. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, at first it was like, okay, y'all want to. I mean, at first I was like, okay, I understand. And then it would be like cases where it was like back in the 80s and 90s. I'm like, I wasn't yeah. even born. Like, yeah. And they just not coming out this, you know? Yeah. Now, when it comes to uh Joe Biden's and that woman, like like she was touting out that for a long time, which I didn't yeah. know. I right. was like, wow, like she's been literally saying that this man has been doing stuff to me and everybody just, you know, uh we're just gonna brush you off. Like <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean you, and you've noticed, you know, you don't hear anything about me too anymore, do you? I mean that no. basically it basically died when Tara Reed came along. It was like they right. dispersed, they ran like cockroaches or something. You know? <laughs> but they were all gung ho when it was against Kavanaugh and they all these crazy I know. wild, you know, <laughs> oh he's a he's a gang rapist and all this stuff. I mean, that was just so so disingenuous, you know, and they I mean they tried to destroy that man's life. I mean, what they did to him is just it's unbelievable to me. I still can't can't get over that. But no, it's it's pretty much uh, you don't hear anything from that crowd anymore, you know, which I find just so crazy. Right. I mean, I so it, it tells us you never really were about women and about victims to begin with, because if right. you were, it wouldn't matter what political party the accuser is from. You know what I mean? Right. So obviously that was all a bunch of bullshit from jump. <laughs> right. And then the it was like the Me Too, then the crazy bill, and that that's that's crazy. Like, 
Like, apparently, we got Marxists that love money. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's I find it so so ironic. You know, these these self proclaimed Marxists are some of the most greedy people I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, that's like you know, to be greedy is totally against your mantra. Like, what are you? You know, they just self they they contradict themselves over and over. And you know, the the BLM one of the co founders, you know, she's she's in hot water with a lot of conservatives, you know, and even independents because of these multi-million dollar homes that she's buying in all white neighborhoods. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, the 90 something million dollars that they raised, you know, that money could have done a lot of good for a lot of black lives. And I, I just want to know, you know, where did that money go? What do you have to show for it? Who have they actually helped? Because I, I, I'm not aware of anyone or anything that they've actually done. Right. And I think in the and again, you know, in the beginning, you know, Black Lives Matter, maybe that maybe it started out with good intentions. I don't really know enough about the beginning of that movement. But, you know, like all good movements, they get hijacked by radicals. So maybe yeah. that maybe that's what happened to them, too. I really don't know enough about their beginning and their, you know, their history. But uh, it's it's definitely not uh, it's definitely not a movement. And I think they a recent poll showed that. Um, I forget the numbers now, but it was the overwhelming majority of people had a, had an unfavorable view of BLM right. where versus versus their view of, uh, you know, in the beginning, you know, the numbers were a lot higher for them in the beginning than now. Right. But I think a lot of people have just witnessed the violence, the looting, the burning. And obviously that's not all BLM. I mean, I understand that there are some people that just really care about you know what's happening in the country and i get that but when you have your movement hijacked by radicals and and people you know having violence in the streets and looting and and throwing objects at cops and everything that's going to turn a lot of people off because a lot right. of people don't want to be associated with something like that right and uh what's your point of view with the equal pay the uh are you talking about the ec equity or equality <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, they have this whole. They have this new thing. It's not. It's not equality anymore. They want. Uh, they want racial equity, and oh. uh, you know, and and those are two different things because you know the equality is basically uh, same opportunity, but the equity. Um, no, I'm sorry. Equality means you get the same pay for the same job. I believe that's what they're talking about. But okay. but the equity they want. Um, oh gosh, um, help me with this here. Oh. It's uh. They, they want basically more opportunity for some than others, which to me is kind of like another form of discrimination. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, but I don't really know enough about that, but I know it's two different things. And, and one seems like it's, it's more about discrimination, you know, equality. Yeah. We're all for that. Who doesn't want equality, but equity, right. that's, that's something on a different level that I don't even fully understand yet. Right. Like, cause we got, uh, very woke uh, people in sports. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> like we got soccer players saying they want just as much as males. Right. And we got basketball players saying like uh, we want women should get paid just like male athletes. But see, I'm what like... they don't understand is <laughs> the the fans bring the fans are what drives the salary. The fans bring exactly. the money. No one, I mean, I'm no disrespect, but I mean, you don't have the fan base with female sports that you do with male sports. Right. And so, of course, you're not going to make as much as LeBron James. Okay, he's selling merch. He's selling out uh, arenas. Are you doing that? No, you're not. 
Yeah. So that that's just foolish. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, it would be great if they were paid the same. I think that would be fantastic. But economically, you know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you don't, you know, you don't have the type of support, the backing and the money coming in like they do with the male teams. And I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand. Right. The reason that those male athletes make mega millions every year is because of those things I listed that they're doing. And the females, the females are not. They're just not, they're not up to that level. And I don't even think women watch their own sports <laughs> like that. I've never watched. <laughs> I've never watched a uh, women's basketball or soccer. Actually, I think I did watch the uh, that one soccer game where we were like the world champs. Hello. 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 God. Hello. Hello. Okay. All right. Hello. Hey, sorry about that. Yeah, it's all I don't right. know why it it cut out like after whenever he called, then it then it cut out again. So I don't know if the call messed it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dating. Um. Advice. <laughs> Man, I I tell you, I wish I had some good advice. I don't really know if I do. Like, not that I, I mean, not that I was ever an expert at it. I just kind of right. got lucky, you know. You okay. Just, I think it was more, more so luck for me than anything, you know. You just, okay. I just happened to meet the right person. Okay. So it's not, um, you know, it's not like I'm some kind of a guru or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I do, I do know that dating now is harder. That I think. Right. You know, there's just, there's just so many uh, new rules and stuff. It's really crazy very crazy and with uh you know with this with this war on men and this general attitude towards men i feel like you guys have a, have it a lot harder now than you used to yeah we, i think you feel like you're walking on eggshells yeah more like probably like you know those little 
volcano rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And, uh, but it's just I don't know. It um I feel like uh I feel like everything gets so complicated because I feel like women I feel like women they want men to flirt with them, they want the attention and they but then it's like you know, it's like you have, you just have to be careful because it's like, you don't know, like, well, what's the boundary? I don't want to offend her. You know, I don't want, cause, cause I feel like people are so easily offended now more so than they used to be. Yeah. So it's like, well, well, what's the boundary here? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to say something that's so, so it's like, you know, you end up just getting nervous about the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just glad I don't have to date. I'm glad I'm not on that scene. And I, and I honestly feel bad for people that have to date. And this time, right. And but just, where do you where do you uh, meet people to date? Do you meet them online, or how do you date? I used to do the whole Tinder POF thing, and I'm glad I got off of it. I'm so glad I got off of it. Like I deleted account and everything because, like, yeah, that is crazy. Like you meet crazy women on there. Like <laughs> you just yeah. do. Well, they, um, I mean, before I had a few dates before I met my husband and it was just like a one date wonder. Like I would meet somebody go out and they were like, I never had a bad experience on match.com. Like they were all nice people, but there was just no like connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had a few one date wonders before I met my husband. And, um, but no, I mean, I didn't have any crazy dates or bad experiences or anything. Everyone was, I mean, it was only maybe like four or five, maybe a handful, you know, but they were all very nice and treated me, you know, respectfully. But if I don't, if I don't feel a connection, I'm not going to waste your time and I'm not going to waste mine. You know, I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm not going to go on three, four five more dates and then tell you, look, I'm just not attracted to you. You know, you know, right. immediately if you're attracted to someone within a few minutes, you know, you know, if right. you're attracted to that person or not, but I don't understand these people that know they're not attracted to someone, but will still go out on a date with them. That I don't get. Yeah. It's like, you're just wasting their time. Right. And it's like, I'm glad I'm, like, I just got off of it. It's like such a relief now. And then. Yeah. So where, how are you meeting people now? Just, just people that you run into or a church or. Um, not even that. Like, I still go to church. Like, yeah. I've been going to church still, even with the pandemic, you know? Yeah. I've um, always heard church was a good place to meet people, but I don't know. Is that true? I don't, for some people, yeah, depending on where you at. Like, yeah. it's just where you are. Well, I know y'all got some big churches in Georgia. Yeah. It's, um, if you go to Atlanta area, yeah, those are like at. thousands and thousands of people that, you know, churches, big churches. Yeah. I thought about that uh, in Florida. I thought like. I, I don't, I don't go to church. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, but no, I don't, I don't do the church thing. Oh, really? I just, I just talk to God in my own space. Yeah. I don't, I'm, okay. I'm just, uh, I'm not really into the whole church thing. No offense to anyone. Okay. That's oh okay that's what's up. Um. Also, um. Man, like your accent is very strong. Like you, like <laughs> route, like cowgirl, like cowgirl. Well, you know it's funny because uh, 
most of like I'm the only one in my family. I probably have the least amount of accent, which is funny. So if you think really? this is strong, oh yeah, my my husband my husband's from New York, and he's like, how did you how did you turn out the way you did? Because if you listen to my sister talk, she's like super country, super country. So you okay. would you know I may seem that way to you, but if you heard them talk, you would be like, wow, like how did you end up talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they have a they have a. I guess a lot more southern draw than I do. Okay. Like man, like like did you ever go like Ben grew up on a ranch or no, nope. No just, ranch, really? No, nope, just I grew up in a very small town on you know, right on the Gulf Coast. And so yeah, I mean it's I mean the people are pretty people are pretty country there. Okay. And uh, the deal with big tech because big tech is being scary. Like yes, it's like they censor you. Probably take everything that you got. Uh, now everybody's kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's like, well, there's their well, it's their own business. I'm like, true, but. You could have said the same thing about when the government was shutting down restaurants about COVID. So, yeah. like, why didn't they follow the rules? But here we got to follow the rules because Big Tech says he couldn't, you can't say certain things. Because yeah. I heard on your tweet, um, toward, like, I guess you was tweeting something and Twitter was telling you, like, are you sure you want to tweet that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've gotten that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it always makes me nervous because I mean, I, I just, I mean, I've just come to the conclusion that my account now because it's happened before. Right. And, you know, they, they rarely ever do that to liberals. I feel like it's definitely an attack on the more conservative side. Right. I mean, I've seen, I've seen even blue check marks. I've seen them just dog curse. I mean, one of the worst. I mean, she has the, the most foul mouth. I mean, she, but I've seen them just dog curse people and their accounts still up, you know, Tom Arnold, <laughs> Bette Midler, just to name a few, but nothing ever happens to them. Right. But if we call somebody a dumb fuck or a dumbass, so we're out of there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I've, I've started blocking people a lot more because I just, you know, that because it's like, I have to stop myself. If I go in too hard, I know I'm going to lose my account. Yeah, <laughs> you know so what I do I usually clap back to where they see it and then I block because I just I don't need that right but I used to never block people I, I would I would mute them or something but no not anymore I just it's just it's a waste of my time and my energy you know I, it's, there's no point in arguing with the mentally challenged yeah I mean, these these are people that that believe CNN propaganda. Even though we have the receipts, you know, you you know about the whole CNN exposed thing. Yeah. You know, but you guys are still going to spout that same propaganda, knowing that they they lied on purpose. I feel like CNN owes us reparations. I mean, they I psychologically <laughs> damaged this country and uh, damaged us. Yeah. You know, they purposefully fed us lies for ratings. I know. I mean, that's just that's messed up. Man, I knew journalism was dead a long time ago, but man, I had no idea it was that vicious. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> like, 
Like, come on. Like, how can you think we're that gullible? And then they... A lot of people are, though. Yeah. It's unfortunate, especially with the whole 15-minute videos. Like, yes. they don't even tell you the full context of really what a person is saying. Yeah. Only 15 minutes of it. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. The media is corrupt. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think CNN would be able to survive that project, Veritas, and the you know, the whole CNN exposed thing. I mean, that we have them on tape admitting all of these things that they did the last four years to mess with us. Right. And people still watch it. Yep. And, uh, goodness, but it's good to hear from you, like, I know you've been trying to get me on here. <laughs> yeah, like, because, yeah, yeah, you're, a, what, your wife, your mom, you work out. You don't yeah. work. You don't work out um, at your home. You work out outside. <laughs> I do a little bit of both. Yeah, I do. A oh, bit okay. Of, I like to. I like to change it up. You know, because sometimes I, I just. I'm a very social person. I like. I like to be around. You know, I have friends at the gym and stuff. And, but yeah, okay. I, um, I do a little bit of both. Right. Um. How close are you with um? What's her name? Uh. Anna. I think that's her name. My friend yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, we're really good friends. But, you know, she got she got kicked off of uh, Twitter a couple months ago, but it was for a copyright infringement. She was posting right. videos with music, you know, attached. Yeah. So they got her for a copyright. So it wasn't anything like political related. But she um, she's she gets on the Anna Braga fans account quite regularly now. Yeah. And so she's she's trying to build that account up. But but I know she's um she's on Facebook and Instagram. She's verified on those other sites, but oh yeah. Um, you know, Twitter stopped uh verifying and so I, I guess she wasn't able to get her blue check there, but but yeah, she's uh but yeah, she's on the fans account and I still interact with her there and you know, she'll text me or whatever and we'll talk. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm I miss her having her other account because she tries yeah. to stay a little bit incognito because she doesn't she doesn't really want people to know that she's using that account because then she could get in trouble. Right. Like, is she in the U.S.? Is she in Florida? Yeah, she's in Nevada. Okay. Yeah, she's from Brazil, but she's, I mean, she's been here a long time, and she, she lives in uh, Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. Because, like, you and her, like, sis, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, tag team. You know, a lot of people don't know this about her, but um, her uh, her father is is black. He passed away. Um, tra- tragically, he passed away a while back. He uh, he fell. It was, it was kind of a, a strange accident. What happened to him? But um, her father is black, and her her mother, I think, is is half black. You okay. Know, and she's and she's you know she's her she's more light skinned You know, a lot of people don't. And see, I'm I'm more on the light skinned side. You know, but I'm I'm Hispanic. A lot of people don't know that you know okay so a lot of people don't don't see that but um but yeah a lot of uh a lot of people look at her and think she's just an, another white girl or something but yeah she's uh she's brazilian and she has a black father okay that is so I've, I've seen people call her racist and things like that just because she's a conservative you know we get that a lot yeah. just because we're conservative you know yeah that just kind of comes with the territory yeah which kind of sucks. Yeah. 
but I've met, I mean, I've met a lot of, uh, like, like yourself and I've met a lot of great people on, on Twitter, a lot of black conservatives, libertarians, you know, it's, uh, it's been a great experience because until Twitter, I mean, I didn't really know how many of y'all were out there. Yeah, we were out here. I mean, we were out here. And there's even more than what we even realized because a lot of people don't feel comfortable vocalizing it. And I don't blame them because they get, they get, you know, they get flack for it. Right. So I understand that too. And, um, yeah, I just like me, I was like conservative conservative but i just didn't know you know know it you know right i think that's the case with a lot of people yeah 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 because when you like you said you took that test i've heard other other people talk about that you know when they sit down and they're actually asked questions about their values and their principles they end up realizing i'm not really liberal i'm not really a democrat (laughs) but you know that these moderate democrats unfortunately they're really going extinct there's there's really no such thing as a moderate anymore they're just full-on you know nuts they're you know radical radical yeah (laughs) and a lot of people have left the democrat party for that very reason because it's just been pushed so far left they don't really uh associate with it anymore right they don't identify with it yeah i mean we've i mean alan dershowitz i mean he's like you know always been super liberal and and even him he's you know he he comes on fox news a lot he ends up calling these democrats out you know more times than not because he, they're just they're so different from the party that he used to know. Yeah. And we got Leo Terrell now. Leo Terrell used to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I love him and he's great. I like when he gets fired up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like his hat too. Leo, he wears that hat, Leo 2.0. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I love listening to him. I could listen to him all day. Right. Um, but um it was good talking to you, baby. Yeah, like, good talking to you. I appreciate it. But like, see, uh, so whenever uh, after whenever we end the call, then um, I guess the um, the podcast goes like in your library or something. Yeah, I'm gonna send you to it. I'm gonna send you. Yeah, like, and then if you want me, I can retweet it or whatever. Just send it to me. Yeah, and um, like you should totally do a podcast too, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had other people tell me that too. But yeah, well, it was good talking to you. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. All right, um, Millie, you have a good day. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. No idea what happened. That was weird. Yeah. I could hear I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. That was strange. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. Go ahead. So we were talking about the women's sports. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw on one uh I saw one article where they were I think it was the WNBA, they were complaining about their their locker room, their weight room or whatever wasn't up to par. And you know, I mean, come on, maybe the WNBA could help them out with that issue, but yeah, as far yeah. as the salaries, if you're not bringing in the money, I don't see how you're entitled to that. Right. You know, it's, it's the sense of entitlement that people have in general in America. Right. It's really a, an issue. Wow, yeah. And also, um what about the uh the the sudden wave in the, of obesity? Yeah. Like, it's cute to be big. It's not cute to be I know, you know, it's big. like this uh body body positivity stuff, you know. I mean yeah. to me I mean to me curvy means uh curvy, you know. Right. You know, you got a little weight on you and you're curvy and that's fantastic. But now it's like obesity, they have now changed that to mean curvy. And I'm like, no, 
obesity is just obesity. That's and I and I hate to to put it like that because I I don't I don't like making fun of anyone for their weight because I feel that's really cruel. But you know to to hijack our terms and make them something else that ain't cool either. Right. And it's like especially in my community, like uh, obesity has killed a lot of people. Like a lot of people. Hello. Hey, better you can hear me. (laughs) Hello. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I have no idea what the heck is going on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, like, about your you're talking about your community. Yeah, like how busy has literally killed a lot of my uh community. Yeah, as far as like heart disease and not ever to uh ever to move and just like it's just and to see that celebrated. That's not even yeah. cool. I know. Yeah, it's it, it definitely does affect uh, black Americans more so than other races. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly why that is. Um, I mean, what do you think is the reason? I mean, like, um, it's just like the food that we eat and even to the point like the idea of exercising is not yeah. popular, I guess. Yeah. Even though I understand most do it. But it's not encouraged. And I know that uh, I also read an article that was talking about how uh, black people are less likely to go for like their regular checkups and visits and things like that. Yeah. Like staying on top of their health and stuff like that. And that may have and there may be a deeper issue for that. It may have something to do with health insurance or money. I mean, I don't really know. Right. But yeah, this the. but being uh, being overweight is uh, is more celebrated now than it used to be, and I think that that's that's definitely you know going to end up hurting a lot of people, and it is you know yeah. Like you saw on the cover of Cosmopolitan, there was a morbidly obese woman, and the headline said, "This is healthy," and they really and the fact that they released that cover, and it was the most uh, it was the craziest time to release a cover like that. Because we had just recently found out that COVID plus obesity was one of the biggest killers, you know? Yeah. So to have an, to celebrate a morbidly obese woman on the cover and saying this is healthy, I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's actually not healthy. And now, you know, you release that at the worst possible time. You know, we're trying right. to fight COVID. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's really crazy. I don't get it. I think right. I think the body positivity stuff is just you know like everything else they do they take everything and go go overboard with it. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm all about loving people for who they are, loving yourself, loving your body, you know, not making fun of people for their weight because like I said that's just cruel. But yeah. to take it the next step and say, you know, it's better for you to be this way and look this way. No, I mean I can't agree with that. Right, and then. Um... What's going on? This random Asian hate. 
Like that was so random. That was random. Yeah, (laughs) that was very random. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I mean, it's just like the the guy. I guess it all started when that guy was uh, shot up those ladies in the salon. I think he killed a a man too. But um, I think two of them, uh, two or one of them, were white or Hispanic. Two of them. Yeah, they weren't all Asian, but no one even wanted to talk about them. It was only talking about the Asian people that he had killed. And the thing is, the guy, the guy had already admitted that was because he had some kind of sexual deviant problem. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like he was attacking them because they were Asian. And the FBI, the police all came out and said there's no evidence of a hate crime. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, along with the media, ran with that narrative anyway, which just blows my mind. It's like there's no evidence pointing to a hate crime. But you right. you still went on TV, so I mean I don't I don't understand why they did that, you know. Right. I don't, I don't get it. Right. I mean it's uh, it's like it's like they look for they look for race to be involved in everything. Everything. In yeah. everything. You know that's <laughs> the only thing I can figure of why they did it is just to to I mean and it's like do they realize that how incredibly divisive that is? Do they? Right. I, I mean is this is this on purpose? Like I can't figure them out. They know, okay. They know it's it's divisive. So, are you doing this on purpose to divide us, or, I mean, it's just it's so hard to understand people like that with that kind of motive. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, what was your point of view on what happened in Ohio with the the girl that um, yeah. that was just shot? Yeah, you know that's a that's a tragic situation. I um. I didn't really speak too much on it when it first happened, but then I saw the uh, I saw the recording from uh, the video uh, surveillance recording from I think it was a neighbor's house that, that the police had released, and it was like a across the street type of view, and it actually to me it, it showed a, a better angle of everything that went down, and and you know all of my my cop friends were saying that it was justified, and after seeing that I was like wow you know it seems like he actually saved a life there. You know, yeah. and the thing is that the girl and on that particular recording, you can see, you know, she knew the police were already there. So why she would go and try to stab somebody in front of the police, man, it just blows my mind. Because <laughs> yeah, at first, at first I thought it was like she was already about to stab the girl and then the police rolled up. But no, it wasn't like that. The police was already on the scene and then she went to stab the girl and it was like, whoa, you know, I mean. I get. I mean, I don't know if she's just too young to understand. There's consequences to that. I don't really know. I mean, she's 16 years old. Terrible. I mean, I mean, I never had knife fights as a kid, and now the media is trying to act like, oh, knife fights are just a normal part of childhood. I'm no. I don't know where they grew up, but I mean, it was not normal for me. For for right. a kid, I mean, yeah, we had we had schoolyard fights, but right, they didn't involve knives or guns or weapons. It involved your fist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, uh, you know, no one no one even wants to talk about the fact that he saved that other girl's life. I mean, she that girl was about to take her down. And that was a large kitchen knife. She would have done some serious damage. I mean, if the girl didn't die, I mean, she I don't even want to know what what could have happened. But I don't know. You know, again, it's these split second decisions that the police have to make. And it's so easy for everyone else to judge after the fact. But and, you know. My feeling about Dante Wright was, you know, wow, that was 100% the cop's fault. She messed up. She chose yeah. the wrong weapon. You know, 
I mean, it was like, wow, you know, that's indefensible. But, you know, every case is different. And that's what people don't really want to to acknowledge. You know, every case is different. You can't look at all of these as the same as the same headline of another black person is killed by police. Each case right. is individual. Each case is different. Dante Wright. I mean, I, I that's indefensible. I mean, the cop the cop was 100 percent wrong. And you know what? She's going to pay the price for that. She's been charged. She's going to pay the price. I'm sure the family will will win a civil lawsuit, which is deserving. I mean, the, the city's going to have to pay out for what for what happened and rightfully so. But this case with this young lady, uh, Bryant's her last name, right? Right. Kira Bryant. I mean, you know, she she tried to stab someone right in front of the police. I mean, the cop I mean, if the cop would have just let her do that and that girl would have died then the narrative would have been completely, you know, it still would have been cop. The cop is bad. It would have been the same narrative, but it would have been a different story. Well, the cop is bad because he let the girl die, but now the cop is bad. Apparently, even though he let the girl live, I don't know. It's a mess. Right. Also, um, what you think about OnlyFans? I mean, I have, I actually have a lot of friends that, that are on OnlyFans. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if uh, you know they want to sell their pictures or whatever, that's I don't have an issue with that. I mean, I'm you know when it comes to things like that in prostitution, that that's certainly not prostitution. But um, I'm kind of on the libertarian side of things when it comes to prostitution. Uh, I mean, I don't think we should be policing that or having laws against that. It's right. kind of like it's your body if you want to do. It's not something I would ever do, but that's your body right. if you want to do that. And you know, in Nevada. They um, I think they've done a fairly good job with it in Nevada because they tax it. The city makes money off of that. And I know it's it's regulated to a certain degree because I know the, the girls, you know, they have to go for regular t- STD testing and things like that. Right. So, you know, I mean, I mean, nothing is ever without flaws, but I don't think we should be regulating what people do in their bedrooms. Right. Like, that's kind of like where I'm at, where. Uh, libertarian wise as well because like conservative wise like I guess they kind of like try to police everybody. Well they want to make it a moral <laughs> issue. They th- yeah. see, conservatives are against that because they believe it's morally wrong right. and you know hey whether it is or not I don't feel like that's my place to judge. You know? Right. So yeah I mean it's conservatives a lot of times are a little bit on the high horse about things so I don't always agree with them on everything. But libertarians, to me, you know, a lot of times they're just more about common sense. And I, I do tend to fall in that category a lot. Yeah. Like, I even, like, uh, did one of those political polls to see if yeah. I was right, left. Like, I ended up being a libertarian. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I mean, I, shoot, I probably <laughs> am, too, you know. I just, I just, I usually just, I I just end up voting for conservative principles. I mean, usually... Anytime we have a libertarian candidate or any type of third party candidate, you know, they just they never really get too far. And so we always end up with these two options. Well, what are you going to do, Democrat or Republican? So I usually end up voting for Republican. But, yeah, I mean, if I took some kind of test like that, it probably would show that I'm a libertarian. Right. Um, Because also it's like for me, OnlyFans OnlyFans is changing. The platform is changing. Yeah, don't they have like cooking stuff on there and people like all kind of different talents it's not just you know someone taking their clothes off right true i I did that's what i heard um also with during 2020 um that there was the article when the 
a student got expelled. Yeah. But having OnlyFans, I was like, what? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, were they were they underage? I don't know. Like, she yeah, because like I know you. I know school. they don't allow minors on that site. You have to yeah. be. I think it's like eighteen, and I'm. I'm. I totally support that because they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be allowing kids on there because that's that's pedophilia, basically. Yeah. So I do. Uh, I do support that. There's got to be an age limit. And also, uh, I guess a teacher got fired. Yeah. She had the OnlyFans. Oh, no, I, that's not cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's not uh, cool. She's an adult. Yeah. And then also earlier this year, I guess. Uh, she should sue, though. She yeah. probably win because <laughs> that's definitely infringement. Right. And plus, a couple had a, had a OnlyFans, and that got her kids expelled from the. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's really crazy. That's just yeah, that that's uh too much big brother for me. Yeah. I'm I mean, I I want the smallest government possible. I'm for small limited government. Yeah. But, you know, the people should have the power, you know. It's right. so, what was it Thomas Jefferson that said whenever, you know, when the when the government, when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. Right. And it's something that there's so much truth in that, you know, but our government has become so big and it's growing every day. Right. And um, so what do you think of uh, Joe Biden and Kamala? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a circus. I mean, I, it's a, it, and now they're there. He's doubling the capital gains tax. Yeah, he's raising taxes all across the board. The death tax. I mean, you're you're so you're going to tax money that's already been taxed multiple times, and you're you're doing it at the worst possible time. I mean, America's trying to get back on her feet. We just went through hell. You know, a lot of people still aren't back to work, and now you want to raise their taxes. How, right. Like a sense, and not only that, you've opened the floodgates to the border. So now we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of more people that we have to compete for. You know, for jobs. How does that make any sense? I mean, it's just right. like, I feel like this is America last instead of America first. first. Right. I mean, they won't even go to the border. You know why? Because they know they'll have to report on what they see. And it's so bad down there that that's why they won't go. Right. Because trust me, they know how bad it is. He has people that, that report back to him and tell him he knows what's going on, but he doesn't right. care. You know, right. the thing is, I mean, and, 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 you know, illegal aliens are the Democrats' new pet. You know, that's their new voting base. Yeah. So if you've got, you know, you know it, the, the attention that they show black Americans every four years to get y'all's vote, y'all may not even get that attention anymore because they got a new pet. Yeah, exactly. Including it's really, it's really uh, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. You know, our, you know, so many kids in these liberal states, they can't even get in-person teaching in-person learning but but they're sending teachers down to the border to teach these illegal aliens okay now that is just such a slap in the face to every parent who is having to sit home with their kids every parent that can't go to work because their kids out of school so they have to stay home with their kid they can't afford a nanny or daycare that's a slap in the face to everyone right and you know our public schools are overcrowded as it is where are you going to put all these kids you know it's just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I know. 
we can't, you know, we can't take in all of South America. I know. I mean, you know, <laughs> Trump, Trump, I mean, Trump did the best he could because he had no help from Congress. But the, right. but the way Trump had everything set, it was under control. It was under control. The last year of Trump's presidency, we had a total of 90,000 apprehensions at the border. In the first month, the first right. month of Joe Biden's presidency, we had 100,000. Okay, just think about that. That is insane. But, but he doesn't want to take any responsibility whatsoever. He still wants to blame Trump. You went right. in and you undid everything that Trump had set up at the board right. you undid everything and the floodgate was open and you want to blame him i mean come on man yeah <laughs> and that the, and the crazy thing is I, the number of people that are dumb enough to believe that it really blows my mind yeah i mean just logically think about that he undid everything trump did and things went crazy so who do you think is to blame this right. is not hard and then this guy like made like twenty nine um uh those executive orders in the his first day in office like twenty nine yes. of them I'm like Jesus I mean I know um, Trump only did eleven <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy I mean what is he up to now like seventy or eighty executive orders and you know I, I just find it four years Trump was in office, you know, they called him a dictator. Okay. Only a dictator would, would, would do 70 or 80 executive orders and just totally bypass Congress. You know, we have Congress for damn good reason. We have representation for damn good reason. But, you know, you just like Obama said, I got a pen and a phone. That's just so disrespectful. Right. Also, um, like, also, um, what's it like? Like, you got kids now. They're teaching your kids about, you know, being gender neutral, and yeah. they, they like your parents are less white. You should be less white. Like, what's going on with you? You know, your well, kids you know, I'm cool situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate because the area that I'm in is a very red area. Um, none of that crap is being taught in our okay. schools at, at my daughter's school. My son's out of out of school, but my at my daughter's school, none of that is being taught. And I'm very grateful. You know, she okay. hasn't she hasn't been she's in first grade. She hasn't been exposed to any of that. But I do read about it. I do hear about that it's going on all across the count all across the country. And it's just I mean, that that kind of stuff was never brought up when I was going through school. Me I mean, neither. just, you know, you, you teach kids math, science, you know, history, physics, whatever. But, you know, since when is race a curriculum? Right. And gender <laughs> a curriculum? That makes no sense to me. Those are those are the type of discussions that you should be leaving up to the parent to talk to their kids about. Right. You know, race and gender. That's something that a parent should be teaching their kids, not a school not a government agency. And, you know, the, and the whole, the board of education is just an absolute disgrace. What's going on, you know, and uh, they're teaching critical race theory, which is basically revisionist history. You know, it's basically a lie. I mean, how about just getting back to teaching history as it actually happened? Exactly. Like, it's like, man, it's like, I don't want any kids. <laughs> I'm so scared. 
Well, it is scary, but I tell you what, I mean, and that's my husband used to say that before, before he met me and before we had our daughter, I mean, he was like, do I really want to bring a kid into this world? But now it, sadly, it's even crazier than it was back then. But, you know, I tell you what, it's, it's all about the area that you choose and thank God, Florida for, for now, for now, Florida has a lot of sanity. Our governor has signed uh, a lot of bills and things into action. He has prevented CRT from being taught in our schools. You know, I mean, I just, I love my governor so much, but the problem is, you know, who's going to be up next when he's out, you know? I mean, right. so far we've been able to keep Florida pretty much sane, but yeah. I mean, I worry about, okay, when his term's up, who are we going to get next? Because right. things can change in the blink of an eye. But, you know, I just think these big liberal cities are no place to raise a family. If you're going to have kids and you're going to raise and I and I understand a lot of people are stuck there. They can't leave. You know, I'm not trying to not trying to, you know, talk bad about them. But if you can choose where you want to raise a family, I would not choose a, a big city. I just wouldn't. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm from Georgia. Born and raised uh, in Georgia, Savannah, a small city. Um, I don't care what nobody says. It's not blue. It's still red. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, the we got a raw deal. You know, the election, they, they botched uh, counting the votes. There was a yeah. lot of uh, there was a lot of sneaky stuff going on behind the scenes. And I feel like the I feel like the governor didn't really I just feel like he didn't do enough. Because like the suitcases they pulled out from under those tables, we never got explanations for that. Right. You know, and uh, they, they, they would tell people, go home, we're done counting. And then they would keep they would keep a handful of people around to still count. We had we had these big 18 wheelers delivering ballots from across state lines. What the hell is that all about? Right. You know, and not only counting the votes, but, you know, we had people like Lynn Wood telling people not to vote in the Senate race. We ended up with two Democrat, actually communist senators. I mean, I never thought I would see that from, from Georgia. So, yeah. unfortunately, Republicans just did not turn out. And, you know, I don't know. It's a mess. It is. Um, is I thought um, we would at least get one. I thought we would at least pick up one of those seats. But we lost both yeah. of them. I know. Um, do you know anything about automation? Automation? Yeah. Um, like as far as like in the manufacturing world or what are you speak, speaking of? Yeah, this automation general, like they're literally replacing humans with robots. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, anytime that you increase minimum wage, you're going to get more of that. You're going to get more kiosk. You're going to get, you know, less clerks, less, uh, you know, less cashiers. I mean, that's, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I think automation is coming in regardless. But, you know, right. I think when you force a huge minimum wage increase like that, you're going to get more, you're going to get more computerized stuff because, and especially small, you know, small businesses, small franchises that, you know, they may not be able to afford to pay their people that much. You know, people look at McDonald's and, you know, these fast food chains, like, oh, they can afford that. They can afford it. Well, they don't understand, you know, a lot of these McDonald's are individually owned. You know, it's a franchise. So, right. I mean, I know a family that owns a, a, a McDonald's, you know, just one of them. You know, they can't afford to pay their people $15 an hour. Right. But people just see this big name. Oh, McDonald's. Yeah. You know, what are they complaining about? 
Exactly. I mean, I look, I, I do think that minimum wage should be higher. I mean, I, I do, I do think that, but $15 an hour, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's going to do more damage than harm. And you know, those, those are entry level jobs. They're, they're not the type of job that you're meant to stay at your whole life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're 50 years old, still working at McDonald's, well then I feel like that's a personal problem. Right. And um, it's just like it's scary to see that. And like, I mean, I know it's innovative. I know um, because people get lazy. They want you know things quick and fast. Yeah. You know, right. they want it. You know, especially for people who can do it and afford it. Yeah. Um, but then it's like they're not teaching our kids to be innovative either, especially right. if they're teaching us like you know, getting into debt at a younger age. Right. Like we got millennials, especially my generation of millennials, like, I don't know, America hate us, apparently. That's yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm on the I'm on the tail end of, of millennials and I, I don't really know what happened with that generation. But yeah, they and they have the highest uh if you look at uh, things like depression and uh um substance abuse. I, I mean across the board, the millennials have, have a big problem with a lot of things, not just debt. Right. Depression and uh, suicide and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't really quite understand how that generation went off the rails. Yeah. And. Um, and this uh, like I didn't go to a four year college, uh, thankfully, um, I went just went through trade school. So that's been like I'm back in school, though. But, yeah. Um, well, you know, we need to bring back the importance of trade schools. It is so, so important. Yeah. You know, there are so many skills that you can learn that, you know, you, you would make more money if you did that versus going through and getting a four-year degree and then coming out in a bunch of debt. You know, right. so I, I think I think the importance of trade schools, but I know I, some sometimes down here we call them okay, vocational schools, but, you know, I right. think I think those need to be highlighted. I think people have, have you know, kind of forgotten about those and I, and we need more of them. Right. Um, also, like, um, would you like, like, what if they propose to you, uh, as far as, like, say, if you were, um, like, like, somebody proposed to you, like, a, like a flat tax, have people that's making 50,000 below just pay no taxes and people up be on this like a flat tax like yeah i um i don't really understand the difference between the fair tax and the flat tax right. um, those confused but i know the way i mean what we have now is just a mess i mean yeah I mean, obviously <laughs> it should not be this complicated it's ridiculous but i know um i know like like almost half the country pays no federal income tax is that right something like that yeah something like that i mean that that just don't seem right to me but yeah. you know, you can you could tax the rich a hundred percent and take all their money and you still won't have enough to fund all these crazy programs they want to do now. I, I know. mean, you know, at some point, at some point you gotta say, wait a minute, you know, we need to get the spending under control and you know, it, the whole system needs to be overhauled. But you know, I just I mean, Congress is useless. I don't I don't have any faith in them to get anything done. And there's no more bipartisanship. It's it's you know all all it is now is one side being in power and shoving everything down your throat. You know right. they don't work together anymore. That hasn't happened in a long time. 
Yeah. And, like, we got a lot of people in office for, like, that's been there, like, for 30, I 50, know. 80 years. Yeah, like, I thought term the terms, yeah, yeah, I thought those term limits for two years, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. And, this, you know, this the corruption in this country is really unreal. I think Trump really helped to highlight so much of that that, I, I mean, even I didn't understand how bad it was until he came along. Right. And the thing is, you know, with, with conservatives, I mean, I, I talked about this uh, a few days ago on Twitter. Like, we have basically everyone against us. The media is against us. Hollywood is against us. Our government's against us. The FBI is corrupt. You know, it's like, and I, I listed, like, all of the things that basically are not on our side. And it's like, God, I mean, it's like, when you think about it, who is on our side? You right. know, big corporations, they're on the side of liberals now. They're all woke. You know, it's just kind of, it's, it gets to be depressing when you think about it, because it's like, how are we ever supposed to win anything with all of these things against us? Right. Like, um, cause Trump to me, like, he just like, he just like to shed the light on everybody, whether you are Republican or Democrat, like he just yeah. like, see, <laughs> you know, he's like. Uh, this is your your government. <laughs> it's crappy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it is. If you oh, want to know how bad it is, it's that bad. He he brought <laughs> a lot of things to light. Yeah. And I, you know, I was devastated whenever he lost. I was absolutely devastated. Yeah. Because I, I just I knew I knew things were gonna gonna get bad. Yeah. And, you know, we're right back on the same, the same bag bandwagon of giving money to terrorists, giving money to Iran, Palestine. You know, ter- Iran is the biggest funder of terrorism in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, we're right back to to lifting sanctions and giving them money. And it's like, why are we giving money to anyone? I mean, I'm, right. I'm America first. How about we put our people first? Why right. are we sending all this money overseas? No one ever gives us a dime. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and until Trump came along, it was like, he, I mean, I never really thought about bought it until he he started talking about it. Like, you know, we defend them. You know, we do so much for these other countries. What do they give us? What do they do for us? Right. They don't even pay their fair share in the U.N. U.N.'s a complete joke. Yeah. And you've got you've got Iran on the uh, Human Rights Commission and, you know, all these countries that are like have the worst record for human rights, you know. Yeah, it's just crazy. And then, uh, what's your point of view, like uh, Christians hating gays? Which is that a misunderstanding from your point of view? Oh, I, that's definitely a uh, that's <laughs> definitely a myth. I don't believe that for a second. Now, okay, you're you're gonna you're gonna have a you're gonna have some, of course, that will. I mean, there's there's hate right. in any kind of race or religion or whatever. But overall, no, that's that's not true. I have a lot of gay conservative friends on Twitter, and they'll right. be the first to tell you that's not true. You know, right. but of course, that's that's another one of those narratives that is pushed. You know, that's a lie. Right. And I like how they is always Christians, not Muslims. And I'm yes. like, oh no, I mean, but I you're not so... allowed to talk about Muslims. No, exactly. That's a no-no. It's like, yeah. Do y'all know what 
<laughs> they do to gay people too exactly like... <laughs> oh hate against christians is totally okay but no you're not allowed to say anything about muslims right that's how backwards this this country is uh, like also are you familiar with the uh, uh kevin samuels no who's that oh like he's like this uh life coach he's like he talks about how value men and relationships like he's like telling uh, how men do have options too and the have the modern woman is like over her head thinking that uh because women i mean i'm not gonna lie y'all wait i think i I have listened to him is he on tiktok i think i've seen his videos on tiktok he's been on tiktok and yes yes okay i have listened to him i i love him yes yeah (laughs) um like what's your point of view of him of him of him yeah Oh, I mean, I agree with him. I think I watched three of his interviews. One one of them was with, uh, I think he was basically titled it a Karen because he was talking to some white liberal lady. But um, And she was the one who was on saying that a woman can do anything a man can do. And it was like, wow, he was, I think, was that the video that you had sent me? Someone, someone had sent that to me. I can't remember if it was you. But uh, I mean, I agree with the, the points that he's making, you know. So I, I, watched, I watched that one. And then there was another one that he did something about um, about gender, I think. But yeah, I mean, I agree with him. Okay. Like, because like now, like a woman that's making a whole lot of money now, like she's like, I guess the idea of dating down a guy that's like making average is like settling. Yeah. Versus like a woman that's making a guy that's making the same or higher that's like uh like they're like why should this man be over me and stuff like that i'm like like you can't have your cake and eat it at the same time people so she cares more about the dollar sign than the actual person yeah it's you're gonna miss out on a lot of good people if if you have if you look at life through that kind of lens yeah especially with the whole height requirement yeah, you know, I've never, I've never gotten that. Well, see, I'm, I, I've never like dated someone just because of their height, and I don't, I've never really been with someone who was really tall. I just, I don't know, nothing against tall people, but I don't, I kind of like short guys. I don't mind it. I mean, I just seem like they, they fit because I mean, I'm not, I'm not a very tall person, so I've, I height doesn't matter at all to me. I couldn't care less. Right. But it's okay to have preferences. I mean, I don't see yeah. that so much a big deal as the money thing, you know? Yeah, like, and that's another thing, too. Like, it's okay for women to have preferences, but if a guy have preferences, oh, yeah, that's when that. it gets Yeah, I've noticed tight. that. Oh, then you're called a misogynist. And yeah. All yeah, I've noticed that for sure. It definitely seems to be one-sided on that. Yeah. Yeah, like I told you, I mean, there's been this war on men for quite a while now. Yeah, so is it, um, do you agree with uh, happy wife or happy life or submissive wife, happy life? I think, oh, yeah, I've definitely heard that a lot. Um, I mean, I, I, you got to have mutual respect. I mean, I'm not a submissive type of person, but at the same time, 
you know, my husband is the man of the household and I will tell that to anybody. And he knows that. And I have no problem saying it. You know, he's in charge of our household because I'm more of a, I'm more of a traditional in that sense, but he doesn't, he doesn't take advantage of that and like boss me around. It's not like that, you know? Right. But I'm definitely more, uh, you know, into the traditional type of family, you know? Okay. Yeah, obviously, because, like, you, like, I probably know more about your husband than <laughs> you, because you tell him about him all Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I was like, this guy must be Superman, bro. Cause I mean, he is to me, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, you remind me a lot of other women around my uh, community that they, I mean, they love their husband. Like, no, like, they will talk about their husband, like, 24-7, like, he's like, he's the, he does this, he does that. Like, yeah. this one young lady that, she's a preacher, uh, she comes to our uh, congregation sometimes, and she be like, like, talking about her husband like noting that we never even met the guy like yeah and then we finally met him and it's like hey i'm mr so and so we were like yeah we know who you are. <laughs> we know about you <laughs> but you know what's cute though because he kind of does that about me though like like when he talks to other people it's all about me you know and i and i didn't really know that until like recently you know I was okay like, i was like oh he talks about he talks about me just as much as i talk about him <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's definitely, it's definitely a two-way street. And we have, we do have, we do have certain roles. Like, like I, you know, like he like, you know, he likes to do the dishes. You know, he does, I don't ever do the dishes. He does all the dishes, but I do the laundry and, and I have other things. And yeah, I mean, it's, um, and it's not so much that I couldn't do the dishes if I wanted to, but it's like, that's like his little thing. You know, he's, he's kind of OCD about the dishes and he likes it done a certain way. And he likes to do that. So I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's your, you can have that. That's your job. Because <laughs> I hate doing the dishes. I don't want to do dishes. So, yeah, I mean, we have certain roles that, that we do. He t- He's the one who takes the trash out, you know. But it's not like, uh, it's not like we picked those roles because, you know, one is more dominant than the other. But it's just, right. you know, we, ha- we each have our own things. Like, I don't want anybody touching my laundry because if someone put some of my items in the dryer, I'd have to, I'd have, I'd freak out, you know? So <laughs> I, I won't even let a maid do my laundry. Like I'm, that's kind of my thing. You know, I want to be in charge of the laundry, okay. but, but yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's the man of the house and, and he does like the, the more important, the bigger decisions, things like that. We always discuss them amongst ourselves, but I usually end up telling him, you know, babe, I trust your judgment. You know, you made the call. I mean, I, I trust, I trust your, you know, your stay on it. Right. So like, what advice would you give like both modern day men and women starting with the men? Well, you know, I've been out of the dating scene for so long. I mean, yeah, but, I, but I do, you know, <laughs> I do, I do hear about the people's dating stories and I mean, it's changed a lot just even in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear about people, um, you know, are arguing over who's going to pay and this and that. And that's just so foreign to me because I mean, coming from the South, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not that I've ever been against paying for my dinner, but the men here, they won't let you, you know, like if they take a woman out, they're going to pay for her meal. You know, that's just how it is around like where I'm from, you know? 
And so it's not that, you know, we, we have the attitude that we don't want to pay. It's just they won't. I've never been on a date with a man who let me pay for dinner. And I, and the thing is when I, when I took, I did take my husband out a few times and I did pay for his meal. He didn't want me to, he's like, I've never had a woman like pay for my dinner, you know? So that's like down here, like it, I, th- I think culture has a lot more to do with it than anything, but I, but I do hear stories about people about how that's a thing now they're arguing over like who should pay. And it's like, wow, you know, I never had that kind of problem. <laughs> you right. know, that never, uh, that, that topic never came up. Right. But I don't, I don't know, as far as advice, I mean, I don't know. It's it's so hard for me to even think about uh, dating because it's been so long. But I, I don't know. I think most importantly, just for people to be themselves, you know. Right. Don't try to be someone that you're not. Okay. I mean, if someone wants to be with you, it's because they like who you are. Right. And, like, it's just, like, like. Dating is so it's like oh it's like they encourage you just to be single. Like they like <laughs> I'd be like sitting there on social media like mm, nah. See they didn't they didn't have t- like back whenever back when I was dating and around the time I met my husband, they didn't even have Tinder. So that was like twelve years ago. Yeah. And now it's like so I don't really know much about Tinder, but I've heard people talk about it. I know you like swipe left or swipe right on someone or whatever. And, yeah. And it seems like it's very, very superficial. You know, you're like judging based on someone's looks, which I mean, hey, you know, like I said, we everyone has their preferences and not that that's a big problem, but it just seems like dating is just so different from how it used to be when I was on the scene. Right. So, like, you're used to, like, men just coming up to you and say, hey, what's up? Not really, no. I mean, it, uh, I I mean, I I mean, yes, I've had that happen, but it's, uh, I don't know. People in the South are just, I mean, well, you're from Georgia, you know, and I don't know how different it is in Georgia, but, I mean, I've, I've had, I mean, most people that I've run into where I'm from, I mean, most people are gentlemen for the most part, you know? Right. So, were you the one who was... The, the talk to them or they came to you or Hello? better can you hear me <laughs> I hear you. 